0: Again, we've got Al Avila joining us, GM of the Detroit Tigers, in just a moment. Oh, I think he's ready now. So uh, let's bring him in right now. Al Avila joining us on foul territory. Out. Great to see you. How are you? How's life these days?
1: Great. Great to see you, Scott and uh, Todd. How? Are
0: you? What's <laughs> up, life? brother?
2: How are you? How's How's life, man? You look You look comfortable.
1: Well, everything's good except that uh, you know I live now in Fort Lauderdale and it rains every day. There's a storms every single day here i haven't been here i haven't lived in florida during the summer in 21 years
0: well um, al you're 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 picking a bad time to say that because I, i'm in orlando so i deal with with some weather with the rain every day and monsoons and then it goes away but i'm also in jersey somewhat frequently in new york and and this guy right now can't go outside
2: <laughs> that's right that's right if, Tell him, Todd. That's if, right.
0: if, if i do smoke with in you, the
2: air yeah, if I do, it's real brief. But it 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 looks actually better today, to be honest with you. It's not as orange outside. The smell is still there, but they're saying they're saying and by Saturday everything should be good. Hopefully, crossing fingers.
1: And I guess and I guess they're gonna start playing again over there.
2: Yeah, I think I think they got a doubleheader today. So yep. I, I think honestly, it's crazy how the world works, dude. I don't, I couldn't see that orange haze leaving, and all of a sudden overnight, it's gone. It's it's magical sometimes up here in
1: the Northeast. You <laughs> don't know What's going to happen? Hey, Scott, right. I, I don't know if you knew this, and you, you might have, but when I was in the Marlins, uh, I drafted uh, Todd's brother Charlie in 1999, and then in the, and then with the Tigers, I brought I drafted Ch- uh, Jeff in 2004. Okay. So I know the Fraser family very well.
2: That that's solid. Now you're going you're leading right into my next point here. What happened to me in two thousand seven? I'm confused. <laughs> hey, so Al Al, what happened? Why why didn't I get drafted by you?
1: I think they picked you before we did, before we before our pick.
2: I, I don't know about that one. I was drafted thirty fourth overall, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al, Al swung and Al swung and missed on the other Fraser brothers. He didn't want to go. He didn't I,
1: no doubt about it. Bird. No doubt about it. You know the funny thing about it is, so, um, everybody always talked about Todd that he was going to be the best of the bunch, and uh, and obviously he's the one that got to the big leagues and uh, and did very, had a great career. So.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I appreciate that. I had fun playing with your son too, man. We had yeah, we had a good time with the White Sox. Now that leads into my next question. How does it feel? We're talking about family here. How does it feel trading your son over to a new team? Like what is that conversation? Did he call you and was like, hey, yo, Pops, I, I want I want to get the heck out of here? Or were you like, Hey son, we're gonna have some dinner tonight. We're gonna to get your favorite meal. I just traded you, get the heck out. Like how how does that conversation go?
1: Well obviously he's been around the game for a long time. Um, I don't think it was a surprise to him by any means. I think it was leading up to that point. Um, You know, I make it a point. I always made it a point when I was the general manager or even the assistant general manager to, you know, uh, be up front with the players for the most part and tell them as much as you can tell them. Um, And, um, and, and so that, you know, there, there's no surprises. And in our situation at that time, I think, um, you know, there's teams out there looking for pitching. There's teams out there, uh, if there's an injury to a catcher, looking for a catcher, whatever position. So I don't think it was a surprise to anybody, especially him. So I think the the biggest grief I got really was from my own mother or Alex's grandmother that she was the one that was really, really upset. So <laughs> I heard about that for about a year.
2: Hey, so I just I just looked it up and found out, you had the 27th pick in 2007. You took, and I'm not even mad anymore because there was another Jersey guy, Rick Porcello, who went, right. had a phenomenal career as well. So, you know what? Kudos to you for staying in state. And, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm going to let it go.
1: <laughs> I think Porcello was pretty good, too. That's right. You're right. No doubt. Yeah, yeah good I was pick, I was, good pick, I was, Al. I was good gonna pick.
0: say same thing, Brock. Like, if, yeah. if Todd if Todd found a guy that like didn't make it to the show or was only there for a minute, this would have been a different yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Great now. pick. But Cy Young, Cy Young, young for the Sox. Like, yeah, Todd told me he didn't want to play in Detroit anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Al, first I want to ask you about the Midwest. All the talk right now is about Ellie De La Cruz. So if you're in that spot. How does the situation work? I mean, he hadn't played a bunch of upper-level minor league ball, although that doesn't seem to be much of a prerequisite these days. If the guy looks ready to go, teams are saying, let's bring him up and see what happens. And that's what's happening right now in Cincinnati. A great start for him in his first couple games. So just take us through what happens behind the scenes. As much inside access as you can provide for the conversations, do you get calls from agents? Hey, my guy's ready. Let's
1: go. Well, you know, uh, every every player is unique uh, to this situation, uh, and they all come with different uh, backgrounds. Uh, there's sometimes I'll give you a good example when we had Nick Castellanos in the Meyer leagues. I would get we would get calls from, it might be his father, it could be his agent. I mean, I I think I even got a, maybe a call from Nick directly himself. Now I knew Nick you know, from high school because my I had my son and, and a nephew that played with him in high school. So the relationship was a little bit closer. Uh, so, yeah, you get those kind of phone calls sometimes, uh, and particularly from an agent. But, um, but you know, you don't really take those things into consideration. What you take into consideration is uh, the manager uh, and the coaches that he's playing for in the minor leagues, um, you know, the whatever scouts or uh, guys that have seen him, uh, that know the makeup very well. So obviously, you want to bring up a guy that he's performing well and he's coming in with a lot of confidence. Uh, but you also want to make sure that the player is emotionally mature, that he can handle the ups and downs. Because as we all know in the big leagues, you might have a good quick start, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, get into a funk that you that you you know you have to get out of. So. Uh, or, or, God forbid, sometimes you come up and you start to struggle like some guys do, and, and then you have to send them back to the minor leagues, and then you start it all over again. So every player is unique to that situation, and it's just a lot of conversations with a lot of people within the organization uh, that basically try to um, you know, make the best decision for the player and the team. That, le- that leads to my another question. As
2: an executive before a GM, when the trade deadline comes around, how do you know if your team, you know, if they're contending, if you're buying, like is that conversation you guys have throughout the season? And when it comes, you know, you're talking other teams left and right. Like, how do you guys come together and figure out like, Hey, this is the year. This is, I, I think we're buying now. I think we're selling. Like what, what goes into that?
1: Well, a lot of it uh, has to do obviously where, where the standings are. If you're winning, you're playing winning baseball and you're, and you're doing well in the standings, you're scoring runs, uh, you're fairly healthy, uh, you know, you, there's a good outlook, uh, you know, then that in that case, then, OK, we're we're going to we're not going to be selling. We're going to be buying. Um, you know, a lot of talk starts right now. We're two months away, really, from the trade deadline of August 1st. So a lot of things can happen in two months. I think um, there's some teams that are going to be in it um, even if they might be struggling now because they feel that they have some players coming back that are injured um, or, you know, basically they, they just expect it to, to, to turn it around. And so they might be looking for uh, replacements right now for an injured player um, and start those conversations now and, and lead up to, you know, to near August. So yeah, um, you know, there's some teams that are still in a, in a rebuilding phase that um, may, they might not be selling other than maybe, you know, players that uh, are out of their control, uh, but they might be acquiring for the near future. So, um, you know, while there's teams that are selling, there's also even those teams might be looking to pick up a, a player or two.
2: Now, you take a team like the Reds in a rebuilding year and all of a sudden <laughs> they're coming on strong here with these younger guys now say they're close; they're four and a half out. Now they get three and a half, two and a half, the four and a half, they go back and forth, and they're in it. They could make a playoff spot, and now you got the trade deadline coming. Does that switch gears, and you're like, you know, we need to rethink about what we're doing?
1: Yeah, well, with the Reds, uh, it's a it, that's a one of the best stories of this year for sure. Uh, they have a lot of young players that are that are performing well. they you know they're it's an up and coming team. Um, they're going to be looking to add, not subtract. And so, again, maybe not adding to where you're going to be trading away some of your you know, prospects to, to get a veteran player to take you over the top. That's not the kind of addition I don't think that they're going to be looking for. They're going to be looking to continue to add to what they have, to that core base, um, you know, for this year and then and in the future. So I don't see them obviously trading, you know, uh, a, a part of their future for a win now situation, but uh, they're an exciting team to see, uh, and uh, I'm sure that they'll be looking to pick up, you know, so, uh, somebody to c- continue to help them this year and and, and into the future.
0: Hey Al, I want to ask you about um, a couple names that keep popping up lately. So Shohei Otani, let's start there. I mean, this is going to be one of the wildest free agent frenzies. In baseball history, I think it's going to be the biggest free agent frenzy in baseball history. This is like the LeBron decision back in the day status. Before that, what would you do if you're in the Angels front office right now with the team that you've got? Do you stack it and go all in and say, forget about the rest of the uh, years going forward. Let's trade prospects. Let's do everything we can to support him. Or are they looking up going Texas, Houston, Seattle's decent. We're probably not going to win it this year. Man, we probably should have traded Otani last year. I mean, how do you handle this within a front office? The conversations that are going on between um, Perry Manajian and Artie Moreno. like Take us inside those combos because it's crazy. You could get a ton for him this year, of course, even more so last year. You don't want to let him go for nothing and and screw up your franchise for the next few years because they're already feeling bad about him not getting playoff baseball in his time with the team.
1: Yeah. You know, the angels are really in a tough, tough situation because obviously um, it's a big market team that they've been trying to win. They've got two arguably the best players in all the game and trout and Otani, obviously uh, they have a good core of players. Um, and, and, and I know from, an you know, I, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to quote the owner, but I also know, you know, from an ownership, uh, all the way down through the front office, they would like to win. They're, they're trying to win. So to trade them is really tough. So what they're going to do, and I, I, I believe this, is that they're going to try to win. And uh, and as they, they get closer to the trading deadline in August, if the team is on the upswing and they're winning baseball games and they're close, I think they're going to go for it. I don't know that they have a lot of prospects to, tr- to, to trade, uh, you know, to make them a lot better. Uh, Because that's another thing that, you know, people don't realize. They say, well, you can trade for this guy. Well, you need to have, you know, legitimate prospects or good players to be able to trade to get good players back. So how deep they are, I'm not really too sure about that right now. So that could be a problem. But they're going to try to win. And I think as we get closer to the trading deadline in August, that will determine then how much effort they're going to actually go for it all the way. Or, okay, we're going to have to backtrack because here we are getting close to August 1st and we're, we've are we been losing X amount of games. Team's not playing well. Now you've got to trade the guy. But between now and then, you're doing work uh, both ways. You're, lo- you're doing work towards, okay, if we keep on winning and, and the trend is upward, okay, this is what we're going to be looking at to add. If it's not, then this is what we're going to be looking to receive. And so you're identifying teams you're going to trade for for two different purposes if you're the Angels at this point.
0: Okay, I got one more player wise, Marcus Stroman. So he comes out publicly in a Ken Rosenthal article and says, I want to stay with Chicago. You know, I'm going to he's going to opt out. I mean, he's having an, an ace like season with the Cubs. Cubs don't look like they're going to be a playoff team. So what do you do? You just heard the guy come out publicly, probably talking to his reps about it. I mean, he's a big boy. He's made plenty of money. I'm sure he'd be fine to negotiate during the season. So do you, you pick up the phone and go, Hey, let's try and figure this out. And if we don't, we got to trade him because we're still trying to be good going forward and this isn't our year and he's probably going to command as much as anyone at the trade deadline.
1: Yes, he is. Uh, And you know, guys with opt outs, it's, it's really tricky uh, at the trading deadline um, because if he does well, you only have him as a rental. And, um, and so that, you know, so what you give up is going to be different um, in, in in this kind of trade when you have a a guy with an opt out and the fact that he, that, you know, he makes a statement like that uh, makes it even tougher. So um, if you're the Cubs, obviously if you can find a trade partner that you're, you're happy with what you can get, then, then you're going to make that trade. But, uh, it just makes it a lot more difficult when, when you have an opt-out. Um, the return is usually not as, as good as you would want. But I can say it again, if he's pitching really, really well and you have a team that has a big need that's, that's, very, that's up there and they're winning and they just need that one guy to take you over the top, you might find that one, and it only takes one team, you might find that one team willing to give you something that's worthwhile. So uh, a lot of things can happen between now and August 1st.
2: Hey, Al, I'm going to get deep here real quick. I want to know a trade or something you did while you were uh, working with the Tigers. Like, is there one trade or anything that you regret making? Was there a decision, like, afterwards you're like, man, I, you know, I could look back and be like, shoot, I should have maybe thought that through a little bit because that's, I'm intrigued and all that because we all make, we all make mistakes in this world in life. And I'm just curious to think, like, was there something not even just the the player, just like maybe they got one over on me or something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean if you if you're around this game long enough, you're gonna have you're gonna have some of those uh, that you regret for sure. Uh, obviously, you know, we had some that, that we were very happy with, uh, like you know, uh Danny Norris for Reese Olsen or Cassianos for Alex Lang and and um, and Shane Green for Joey Wentz. those three guys right now are in the big league club those are not you know those were those were good trades the ones that you know that you feel that obviously didn't work out too well uh, you know um uh you know uh, as far as when we traded parades for meadows meadows hasn't been on the on the uh, on the on the roster now you know last year and this year um and uh, and parades is doing very well for uh, for Tampa so that's obviously a really tough one to take, um, but you know there's other ones that 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 uh, don't go as well. But you you did the best you could, and I'll give you a perfect example on the Justin Verlander uh, one. With Verlander, you know we got actually a pretty good return. Uh, and if you and if you look back at um, at though at that trade at that time. And the players that we got back now, the only one that's on the team right now is is uh, Jake Rogers, a catcher. But uh, we, you know, we, that 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 was a pretty good return that just didn't turn out to be very good. But you get the situation, which is what I'm bringing up. You know, he was traded basically beyond the trading deadline, um, and so he, he he passed through waivers. Nobody claimed him, and so to make a trade like that is very very difficult, in particular to get that kind of return. Yet. You know, those, the, the, you know, the, the guys that, that, that you did, you you know, Jake Rogers turns out uh, to be a big leader, but that's the, those are the kinds of ones that kind of leave you a bad taste in your mouth for sure.
0: Hey, what do you think of the state of the Tigers right now, Al, in 2023? I mean, they're actually, I would say exceeding expectations given the pitching injuries that they've had, right? You guys focused on pitching for a while. And a lot of those guys are are just not there right now. They're going through long-term issues. So, Tell me what you see from this team and also you know, give fans hope of what to expect going forward. Obviously, we're just getting started with the Riley Green era. It's been a slow start for Spencer Torkelson in his first year and a half compared to what he did in college. So can you size up some of these guys and where you think this team's going?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Detroit is a sleeping giant, to tell you the truth. Uh, right now, you know, they're they're missing. uh Arguably, some of their best pitchers, in Casey Mize, Tarek Skubel, Matt Manning, um, and then a, a kid that was doing really good last year, uh, or actually, you know, coming up the ranks, at Bo Brisky. All these guys have been injured, um, and so when that when those when that nucleus of pitchers come back healthy, that's going to give them a huge boost uh, in, in their in that starting rotation. Uh, I think it's an up and coming team. Um, I think there's a lot there, there's some talent there. I think there's more talent coming from the Meyer leagues. Um, they're not that far off. Uh, you know, looking back, uh, I, I would say that I would, I thought that this year was going to be a, 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 an improvement, which it has been. Uh, I know that they're going through a little bit of a, a slump right now, but that's to be expected. Uh, you know, Shane, uh, uh, Riley green now is injured too. So that's obviously a team that needs offense to meet to missing a guy like that is really devastating. So, but it's, a, it's an up-and-coming team. They've got a young nu- uh, nucleus of players. they got some injured guys that are going to be coming back at some point later this year or, ne- or next year. And so they're not that far off. I, I would say that uh, my expectation is they're going to have a, a, a good year this year. And then in 2024, I think they should be pushing for a playoff spot. And um, – and I know uh, it, it, the ownership there is is all in. Um, you know, Scott Harris is a really smart kid. That uh, obviously, I, I believe he knows what he's doing. He's got a great manager in AJ Hinch. Um, I know that the Meyer Leagues is in good hands um, uh, with Garco, um, um, and he's going to be a GM pretty soon too. So it's it's a it's a great organization with really great people right now, and they've got a good nucleus of players that. Uh, We'll be developing, you know, soon.
2: Hey, last one from me, Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, He's been a star for years to come. I remember when he was with the Marlins, he was, you know, my brother got drafted. I actually got to, you know, play with him a little bit during practice, and he could hit the ball far away. He's meant so much to this game, man. Is there anything that we don't know about Miguel Cabrera that, you know, not many, that nobody's heard about? I mean, and you can go on about him and his retirement.
1: I don't know if I can tell you all the stories about Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I can tell you a lot of stories. But I, what I can tell you is because I met, obviously, I met Miguel Cabrera when he was 15 years old. So I've I've known him probably the longest that than most people. Um, he is a very intelligent baseball guy. He knows the game in and out. Uh, he pays attention. He actually uh, uh, mentors players. I mean, you always see him messing around and and laughing, but in that clubhouse or in the or in the dugout, he'll get a player and he'll tell him what to do. And uh, sometimes he'll tell a manager uh, what to do because uh, he'll he'll know if a manager messes up or not. And so, a very bit very good baseball mind. Obviously, God gifted him with tremendous talent, uh, and he's made the most of it. Um, you know, I think earlier in his career, uh, in his in his heyday, he might have given up a few bats uh, that you know, would have probably made him even better. But um, overall, he's had a great career. Um, he was the heart of the of the Tigers uh, for, you know, all those years. Uh, and, um, you know, obviously coming up with the Marlins, uh, he, him and Beckett were the MVPs of that second World Series. So um, he's got a lot to be proud of.
0: Hey, I want to finish with this. What's plans for you? I mean, you can certainly chop it up with us anytime. Do you want to still jump back into the game in a front office role? Of course you're enjoying some, I would hope downtime after the 24, seven, 365 scramble of being in a front office. I know all about it from, from friends, including yourself, that say I never get a break. So family time and all that, but tell me what you'd like to do going forward.
1: Well, for me, it's very simple. Um, you know for I don't know, I was 21 years in, in Detroit, 10 years in Miami. Uh, before that, I was a college coach, so it's always been baseball for me. That's all I know. Um, and obviously, being in the front office, um, you know, you're in the office at nine, ten o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night or midnight, uh, and you're traveling quite a bit. So this has been uh, a totally different uh, feeling for me where i'm at home now my wife is going crazy and trying to she's trying to get me out the door but um <laughs> no i've been keeping busy in that um obviously um putting up my houses for sale trying to settle into a you know a community here in uh, in south florida after 21 years living in detroit uh but you know i i got to spring training i get to see a few games there um and and i've been watching the games I, yeah, I would like to get back into the game for sure. Uh, in, in what capacity, to me, I just want to be able to help a team win. Um, and, um, you know, at some point, it, it might happen. Uh, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a hurry about it right now. Um, I'll just see where, where things land by between now and the, the end of the year. Uh, but also, I enjoy this. I enjoy coming on with you guys. I've, I've done a couple of uh, interviews at uh, SiriusXM uh, MLB. And um, you know, I might go this route. So, I would say I'm kind of open now for uh, whatever the good Lord brings. Yeah, I
0: like it. Amen. Uh, yeah, we're open for biz. Al, welcome back anytime. So great catching up with you. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. Good, good to see you. And uh, yeah, don't don't deal with all the the rainstorms. Hang inside a little bit, and uh, and we'll catch up again soon.
1: Now I know why they built a dome in Miami. When I when I was here, we played at the old Pro Player Joe Robbie Stadium, and and every day there was a rain delay for about an hour and a half. And we always instead of starting our games at seven, they started at eight thirty.
0: <laughs> hey, I know it. Yeah, it downpours and then it disappears. So Al, great to talk to you. We'll catch you soon.
1: All right, thanks a lot. Thanks, Thank Al. Thank you,
0: Al Vila, former GM of the Tigers, long time baseball guy, as he mentioned and uh, excited to see what he's up to going forward. So cool to have him on. Spicy Ball is back for BetMGM sports players. Download the BetMGM sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account and place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Gotta use that promo code SPICYBALL. Always bet responsibly. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLING.